we're recording. It's long! <laughs> I did it! Oh my gosh! Okay, so I have been trying to figure out how to stop the music. Yeah. Without being like a poof, stop. And just like gradually. Yes. Oh, nice. I found the button. <clears throat> yeah. Hey guys. I was um yeah, learning out a bot. Celebrate what I found. <laughs> uh, this is Lucia, your host. And today we have Alana with us. Um, it's my first ever interview, so I might kill it, I might butcher it. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I think you're going to kill it in like a good way. I, I'm really excited and nervous all at the same time. Why are you nervous? I'm the one. I don't, who's know. <laughs> because, I don't know. I don't know. I just am. Um, so I have known Alana for 10,000 years. No, like five oh, no. years. Four, Four years, years now. Four years. Like right after COVID. Yes. Yeah. We met in 2020. Man, that was crazy time. <laughs> yeah, that was great timing. Um, so I had, uh, after 2020 happened, the whole COVID thing, I went back to work mm-hmm. and I was looking for jobs because I didn't like where I was working and I got interviewed. And then I was told that I had to get interviewed by this one, actually, to see if we could play well together. And we did. And (laughs) I was supposed to be there for 30 minutes to an hour. I ended up staying for like four hours. (laughs) It only worked. Yeah. It only left because I had to go back to work. Um, to my work work at that time. Another job you didn't want to be at. Um, so that was the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) That was the beginning of it all. So tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? now um so i left that job um in november of 22 and then i started pursuing my own business um it's still like really in the early stages of it i'm about a year into it um but i'm trying to design my own eyewear collection now and lucia and i have our own podcast outside of this one um, and I started a blog and all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm a full-time person that's losing their mind. <laughs> I, I just hate that. Much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do, we have a podcast, uh, for opticians. Um, well, not just for opticians. It's good for patients. Yeah, it is. Too. It is good for patients. It's informative. Um, and we have a lot of fun on that one. We do. We, <laughs> we have a lot too much fun on that one. So. That's uh, and um, that's gonna be opticians on Facebook. Uh, I'm actually gonna put it. Could you type in the what do you need? The 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 podcast podcast so we can link it. I'll probably put it on the notes of the show. Oh, yeah, and um, it's opticians unhinged. We're on Spotify and most other streaming platforms, but we haven't released an episode yet for this year. So it's coming up soon. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know who you are or where mm-hmm. you're listening at. I have all this stuff on all the main stuff. And I just found a new one called Ruku. Ruku. So if you're okay. listening on Ruku or watching on Ruku, because it's a watching stream video. Ooh. 
Hello, I am glad you're here. Um, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, basically like YouTube. Oh, cool. But it's not like a huge, major YouTube. Hmm. I might like that it's better. Making its way into YouTube. Get in on it early. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, so a little bit about how we met. We worked together. Um, and you know, when you work with someone, we literally, our desks were like, little, I like, think maybe three feet, four yeah. feet apart max. It was yeah. not very far. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you usually try to keep things kind of casual, kind of, you know, I don't like to get too, too personal with my coworkers. I do. You just never know. <laughs> she does. <laughs> um, but our dynamics were really good and yeah. we had a lot to talk about always because we never had anything in common ever, <laughs> right? ever. the only thing that we had in common was our our father's religious backgrounds and that was right <laughs> and our love for frames yeah um, that was another thing which we still have a love for frames and i think that's our link well life is our linking project <laughs> now um but yeah so we worked really well together mm -hmm. um we have very different sense of humors but in the same sense we really don't which is really weird um so we have a lot of videos <laughs> of each other doing super goofy things it's <laughs> It's really crazy. Um, They're some of the best videos. On my right, <laughs> right. Um, it was never a dull day. Our all of our office coworkers used to get really jealous because we were always laughing and they were always miserable. <laughs> yeah, they were stressed out and not yeah. just just not enjoying life. Meanwhile, we could be stressed out and still laugh about it. So. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I think one of the cool things was that as much as we joked around and played around, we had really, really deep conversations. Oh, yeah. And really intense conversations. Oh, yeah. Ah, to where we, sometimes we would be like, hmm, <laughs> I think I need to go clean something. <laughs> I need to organize something. I'm going to need a beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that kind of leads us to what we're here today. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the closest people I have here um, in this area. And she happens to not be a Christian. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to interview you because we have so little in common, right? right? <laughs> um, but yet we have made it work. Um, she was talking about spiritual backgrounds. Uh, both our dads were Jehovah Witnesses. So we had a lot in common of, you know, not celebrating birthdays and Christmases and, um, you know, just General doing weirdness. life very different <laughs> yeah. than the average Joe. Um, <sighs> So tell me a little bit about your parents' beliefs, because I know they both had different. So my dad was a, a very adamant Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. um, my mom, I can't really tell you for certain what my mom's religious beliefs were. Uh, a part of me wants to think that she had a little bit more of a Catholic background. Okay. But um, my mom, when I was born, 
uh, was of the mindset that she didn't want to push religion onto me. And because of my dad's beliefs, she didn't really, she did not really agree with my dad's beliefs, right? Um, she thought that the birth of a child was something that needed to be celebrated. And I understand the point of why they felt like it shouldn't. I get that. But <clears throat> my mom had a different set of beliefs there. Now, I didn't get to celebrate Christmas and I didn't get to do Halloween, which you don't either. But, nope. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, certain things like that, other holidays would come about or certain situations would come about. My dad would just have his like steadfast opinions about it and then it would just be shut down like absolutely not um i remember like going to kingdom hall a little bit when i was really really young but it wasn't something that even my dad did very often okay. so he was that jehovah's witness that more so did all his bible study and all of his practicing at home right so in turn, I didn't really have any type of spiritual upbringing of any caliber. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of something that got lost in the way of my parents' marriage, right? So I didn't have any particular beliefs that I was raised with or uh, anything where it was just like, well, you can't do that, or this is going to happen, or what are you going to do if, if this, you're not going to go to heaven if you do this. It wasn't any conversations like that, um, which made it a little bit confusing because now that I'm older, I don't, I don't really know what I believe. <laughs> it, it does make it confusing. And like now that I'm a parent, so I have four stepchildren. I don't have any biological children of my own. And I just got married last year. So <clears throat> for the first time, <laughs> uh, I'm 40. So it, looking at it, uh, it did make a weird, like adulthood for me. Mm -hmm. You don't have any faith to fall back on. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have any one in particular to pray to or to ask for guidance. And then because, you know, my mom's been gone for so long now. And then my dad passed like what a year after we met, it was weird. You find yourself, the older you get, you start questioning your mortality different. And actually I think that COVID actually made me start questioning my mortality a lot more than I ever did prior to COVID. Right. So now I've just been on this weird journey that I've been on ever since. So yeah, that's so that's COVID <laughs> started her mortality quest. <laughs> and then is that what we're calling? Yes. <laughs> mortality quest. <laughs> and then, you know, God in you know who he is and how cool he is, he put me to work with her this close together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's really cool. When I met Alana, she was devastated. She had just finished a relationship. Um, she was actually, did I, I think I finished that relationship like three months before I met you. No, I think it actually officially ended oh, right yeah. when I met you. Yeah. Cause you it was came right to in the grab peak. Stuff. Yeah. It was like yeah. right in the peak. And then, and then everything that happened after that. So yeah. <laughs> that was intense. So Alana is a very intense. So the same way that I am about who I am in Christ and what I believe in my belief system. Um, Alana is like the opposite, like the complete opposite. 
Um, I'm very free spirited. <laughs> so, so we would have this really intense conversations um, because, you know, she doesn't have like a set belief systems. And I do. I, I'm very like, yeah. <laughs> like as soon as you approach that line with her where it's like, this is teetering on what she believes and what she believes she absolutely will not do. She cuts it off. Boundary met. Like, don't yeah. cross it. Um, so if you ever wonder if what I say in my podcast is actually what I live, she would know. <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, it was interesting because there was a lot of things that you know, you would talk about, and I'm going, I have an answer for that. I have an answer for that. You know, but as as Christians, we are told that the world hates us, and you know, that people are not willing to have those conversations, and that you shouldn't talk about Christ at work because you know you may get fired. I mean, that is true. Yeah. That um, especially like nowadays yeah. in like company culture nowadays, mm -hmm. like I, I could see that. Yeah. So, but um, like I said, I don't just talk about Jesus. I, I I live for Christ. So I was like, if I get fired, I get fired, you know? So <laughs> we would have really intense conversations. I feel like from the minute that she met me, I was almost like a science experiment. <laughs> like you came in, to, you came into that office with oh. preconceived notions of who I was. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. That yeah. So like, she had been told all about me <laughs> by people that don't like me, despite the fact that I don't really have like a, any religious viewpoints or standpoints on things. I, I do like to think that I do have some sort of limit Compass. to what I'm going to put up yes. with right and because like I draw that line like my integrity is a big thing for me yes. so like when you start making me question my integrity and like I, I put my foot down then and then because you put your foot down people have a problem with you they do so yeah <laughs> so I have been told that she was really difficult to work with and you know that Anyways, I had been told a lot. Uh, so I had prayed over um, my work environment a lot. And then I meet Alana, which Alana is not like, I absolutely hate Christians. She, you've never been like that. She's very yeah. open-minded. She's yeah. like, oh, everything flows kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think for me, like, I for me the universe is all connected especially like since covid and all of the hours that i've put thinking into all of this right and everything's all connected and everything happens for a reason so whether it's god or if it's i don't know like god anything else <laughs> god or allah or whatever you want to whatever you want to refer to but for me, like, there's something, and for me, especially since my mom died, everything that I do, uh, I pray to my mom. So, like, my mom is my guiding force, but if it's God, it's God. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, yeah, it's all coming together, but you have an actual, like, playbook. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to shut up. 
shut up. It's hard to explain that thought. That's kind of where I'm going um, with all of this. So, um, you know, we, again, as Christians, we have this preconceived idea the world hates us because we're told that, Um, you know, and you see it on TV and you see like interviews and it's like very hateful. Um, But I have made a decision for Christ a very long time ago, and that decision is to follow him. And I'm going to be who I am, wherever I am. So, yeah. Um, So when I came in, you know, Alana was going through a very, very hard time. Yeah. My life was in, like, complete upheaval. (laughs) Complete upheaval. But I was still coming to work, and I was still doing the things that I had to do as an adult. But my brain was very polluted. <laughs> yes. It was a very disruptive place. So it was um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Like, you know, she would say things and I'd be like, Lord, I have no idea what the heck to say to this. Like, I don't I have no clue. Like, what do I say? And then sometimes I would catch myself going, Oh man, what I just said was really good. I should write that down. <laughs> You should have. You know, you were always like sprinkling. You know that meme with the salt guy like this. This is you're like words of wisdom with the salt guy. <laughs> so, but there was a lot of prayer that I don't know if you know this, uh, but there was a lot of prayer that went into you know just asking God to guide my words and guide you know my actions and um, so that I can guide you because you were you know you were like, lost. Seeking, you were seeking. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Lord, you're gonna have to take over because I don't know what to say to this woman. <laughs> no clue. Like I've been married for, you know, now 20 years. Oh my god. You know, and <laughs> she's never been married before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, complete difference. Like Lucia, she's got four kids, a beautiful marriage. Like I tell everybody whenever I'm talking about you, I'm like. Yo, if you want to see a prime example of like a great family, you need to go to her house. <laughs> like everybody knows that. But, but like for me, I didn't I didn't have kids. I lived a single girl life my entire life. Crazy. Life. Um, you know, I moved out like within 2 weeks after I graduated high school. I was out on my own. I'd been working full time since I was like 16. So it was just always just trucking, surviving. I was just surviving. Yeah. So, yeah. And God was like, enough. (laughs) She needs to thrive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was really cool to watch, like, the little spigots, what she's calling the little salt. You know, just Jesus going through me uh, to give guidance of where he was taking you. Yeah. Um, So... I think um, one of the things that I want to talk about also is, you know, your maybe preconceived ideas of Christianity, if at all, you know, if you even had any preconceived ideas of what a Christian looked like um, versus what you think of Christians um, now, now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the the before and after. um, So I, unlike Lucia, Lucia's lived out of this country and in multiple places in this country where I was born and raised in the South, in the Bible Belt. So 
you know, in the Bible Belt, you have a handful of primary religions. You've got your Baptists, you've got your Christians. You don't really see very many Catholics down here, but they do exist. No, now they do. But uh, yeah. yeah. Is there well, all they're coming? coming. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're coming. <laughs> I don't ever see any new churches being built, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Uh, like for the amount of people that are moving with different belief systems, I never see new construction churches. Um, but anywho, um, so growing up, you know, everybody that you meet in the South has a religious belief or another. So I never really wanted to say I had any preconceived notions about Christianity specifically, but anytime that I felt like I was being condemned by someone, mm -hmm. it was typically a Christian. Now, at the time, because, you know, you're young and you're immature, right? you take it super offensively and it's all about just being attacked. Um, you know, when you start reflecting on that, as you start to get older and you start to understand like, you, you know, these people, whoever they were, had a, a religious belief that they, they stand by, but because I wasn't raised that way, I didn't understand that. So, you know, it would be something where maybe, you know, my thoughts and my experiences in life don't align with their values. And because they didn't align with their values, um, I almost felt like I was shut out, like I'm a bad person, you know? So for that, like, I guess maybe I felt a little, some type of way about it where maybe I was offended or hurt, but looking at it now, especially now that I've gone to you and I've, I've gone to church and, you know, tried to understand what's in the Bible and what is the purpose of this. I understand it more now, but at the time, some people are so steadfast in their beliefs that they'll shut you out if your beliefs don't align with them. And like for that, I guess I, I still sort of have a problem with that because everybody's entitled to their beliefs. And then, you know, this is a big planet. There's going to be a lot of lost people along the way. Mm -hmm. So like rather than you trying to help them like you did, you want to cast me out and just completely I don't exist. Right. So, you know, in that regard, like that was really the only kind of preconceived notions that I had about it. Um, but I, and, and I'm like that more open minded person. Now, there's some people with right. about religion that. Anybody with any religious belief is just a terrible person. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that logic at all, but yeah, that would probably, that would probably be about how I felt about it. That occasionally, like I would come across somebody that just didn't want anything to do with me just because my, and like, the thing is, is nobody ever stopped to try to get to know but me. Yeah. Like, why is it that, <laughs> why is she saying this or what, who, who lives this way? <laughs> Like me, like I did. I was like, let's think of your logic here. Yeah, like, and, you know, and it's not, I, I think my heart has always been in the right place, but I have encountered a lot of people whose hearts and minds did not align with mine. Mm -hmm. And maybe had I had some sort of spiritual background to fall back on, 
and be like, I need to go pray on this. Or maybe I need to go talk to some of my other like fellow church people about this and get some guidance. I didn't have that community. And like, that's a good thing about you and your religion is that if I can't give you advice, because Lord knows I can't. Um, <laughs> She's heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have a whole community of people to fall back on. You have a, a family whose values align with yours. And then in turn, you are also instilling those values with your kids where I'm coming in with my kid right. to a hot mess and, you know, trying to give them some sort of values to live by, you know, so it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. But yeah, for anybody that might be listening, that if, if you do find that you're like casting people out because of their beliefs or their life choices, maybe try to like understand them a little bit better. Sometimes they're just lost and it could be like life circumstance. It wasn't, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily by choice. Girl, like, preach. Yeah, I don't think it was by choice. <laughs> like, yeah, it just. It was just the way that I, I was raised. It was just the way I grew up. I tried to go to church a couple of times with some friends of mine when I was like in my 20s. Maybe it was the church or maybe it was what I was going through yeah. at the time. But it just, it never panned out. It never stuck. Or maybe, I don't know, for me, whenever I go, especially to a Christian church, you know, the singing and the stuff, like my beliefs aren't in it like everybody else. So then because some most everybody there has been raised their entire life with this belief mm -hmm. system and like for you jesus like your best friend except i feel really estranged from that you know and then i still have like questions yeah. I, i'm a very uh, i question a lot of <laughs> everything. everything um so because i overanalyze everything i'm like i don't know if i believe this story about jesus right you know so i have I, I get in there and I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to like be a part of the group and sing these songs, but in your heart, it right. doesn't feel the same way. Right. So until I find that I'm just going to constantly be searching and it's not for lack of trying. Like if anything, I think I have to consider myself more polytheistic in the sense that I just believe it all until something proves to me that it's not true. Mm -hmm but I haven't found the religion. So until then I'm just polytheistic. <laughs> so, um, I think one of the things that has helped me, you know, because I also didn't grow up in the church. You know, I, I grew up. Did your dad go witness? to kingdom hall? Uh, so my dad wasn't as um, much as my dad, as my mom is. Um, yeah. So growing up, it was really weird. Like we had, no Christmas, but my dad would decorate like little palm tree inside the house with lights. And there was no Santa Claus because we didn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. But, you know, you would wake up Christmas morning and there was Christmas. Man, you got it there, better than I did. There, there was gifts <laughs> under your bed. You know, like, <laughs> like, like the tooth fairy with your pillow. <laughs> it was really weird. Oh, um, well, that's funny. But, I, you know, I think. I found Christ and I went into this journey. Um, but for me, I think that understanding, and this is why I wanted to do this podcast, is because in Christianity, especially people that grow up 
Christians, um, they have this really closed mindedness to themselves. Um, there are people that are searching, right? Um, and our job is not to cast judgment or, you know, but it's to guide them, you know, in God does the work, but we have to be faithful to want to do the work with him. So, you know, we've talked about in my previous podcasts about, you know, community service and the gospel and who Christ is and all these things. And none of that matters if you're not doing what the Bible says to do. And what the Bible tells us to do is to go out to the world and make disciples. Well, you can't make disciples if you're being judgy. <laughs> if you're passing judgment, right? Yeah. You, you just can't. Um, and sometimes God will give you people like Alana that are not going to be like, oh, yeah, let me sign up right away. Um, but instead, he's just like, no, I'm using you to help her through something. And I don't know where she's going to end up at. You know, I don't know. If, okay, me either. Right? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if one day she's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go do the church thing all over again and try yeah. again. You know, I don't know. Um, but until that happens or she kicks me out of her life, my job is to continue to do what I believe God has called me to do, uh, which is pour into her life. Yeah. Um, so I, I can say like, since you showed up with all of your wisdom and all of your advice and all of your beliefs, you know, I don't think I would be where I am today if it wasn't for you showing up. Like, I don't even know what my life would look like. Like I, you wouldn't be married. I know that much. <laughs> probably not because I think somewhere along that journey, like, so online dating is you know, the primary way of dating these days, um, mm. you know, which you don't understand, but <laughs> I have no clue. No, but you yeah. know, for, for somebody, especially like adults, you're busy. And yeah. now in 2024, with the cost of things, you can't go out and meet people anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm too grown for nightclubs and you're not going to find the type of man you want to marry in a bar, you know, so you end up, in this weird predicament. So then you end up just swiping right or left or whichever, you know? So after I met you, I started looking for more normal people and, <laughs> you know, and like trying to like actively make better decisions for my life and actually like analyzing them, like really analyzing Thinking it. Through. Yeah. But you know, if anything, you kind of taught me some patience and you taught me, how to listen. So like people talk a lot, but they're not always saying what you think you're hearing. So like people will say things, but they mean something completely different, except you can really tell if they're invested in what they're saying. Like, are you practicing what you're preaching? Are you just preaching right now? Like to make yourself feel better. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do think that a lot of a lot of the the conversations that we had in those super dark, really lost times for me did make a huge difference in the decisions that I made, which ultimately led me here. I probably never would have left Swell. You know, I would have stayed there forever and put up with whatever and and just dealt with it because I didn't really have I didn't have any principles to go by. Mm -hmm. You know, but 
we would have a conversation and you would sit and you would listen and you'd be like, you know, I don't think that's what's best. Maybe you should try this. But it was never like, well, the Bible says this. Because as soon as somebody throws that at me, I don't want to listen anymore. Because right. I'm not getting advice from a human. I'm getting advice from a book. And a book that's been written a long, long time ago. And granted, like looking at it now is like literally your life manual, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm having a problem. Let me go to page whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this, where's the chapter on, on dating issues? And where's the chapter on, I don't know, eating too much? <laughs> Little did she know that's what I was doing. Yeah. But, you know, when, you, when you're just giving the advice in an open format, in a dialogue, yeah. it's not like, you should read this passage. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's different because it's coming from a human with a heart and a brain who may or may not have lived that, even if they haven't lived it, because you have not lived anything like I did. No. But, you know, you were still like, huh, that's interesting. So that didn't work out for you. Maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, but it, I don't know. It just hits different when it's coming yeah. But you have to go about it the right way. And right. And don't. I think I think that's what it is. You know, we get all this knowledge from the Bible because it is our manual. Right. Yeah. We read it and we understand it and we have wisdom from God. But when I grab that wisdom and I'm like, oh, you should totally do this and cram it down like it's, you know, whatever then it becomes more of I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, and less of I have the answers. If if you would listen, I have the answers. <laughs> Not because I'm smart, <laughs> but because I know the creator of all things that has all the answers, yeah. you know. Um, so and after this, you guys, I'm gonna be doing a whole thing on discipleship and you know, do's and don'ts basically on discipleship. That's what's coming up in February. And then at the end of February, I'm going to be uh, interviewing someone that literally does that for a living. Like her job is discipleship. Um, that's interesting. Yes. So, but I wonder if that's a hard job or is it that something that you just enjoy so much doing that it doesn't even feel like work? Now I have more thoughts. This is how I operate. <laughs> you're gonna have to listen. <laughs> um, but just the idea of you know we're not doctors, right? We don't prescribe because I could do that. I could be like, well, go to a chapter, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, and be very um, dismissive. Not even dismissive, just like. Um, it comes off dismissive when yeah. people do that. For me, oh. at least. I mean, but I think a lot of people feel that way. But anecdotic, maybe. Like, yeah, here's your disease. Here's here's what you need to do, and go about. But let's life. say that you give a passage, yeah. okay, and you're like, here, go check this out, and maybe it doesn't entirely apply. But then that person is stuck. Like, okay, I'm gonna go I'm gonna talk here? I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, and don't take this the wrong way, okay? I'm totally going to take it the wrong way. <laughs> so here's the thing, you guys. Um, the Bible is breathing and alive, right? But you have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to tell you what's going on. If you are outside 
and you don't have the Holy Spirit, guess what? You don't have a clue what the Bible is saying and you cannot decipher what it's trying to tell you because the Holy Spirit's not there trying to guide you. So you, as the Christian, as the person that has been put in a situation where you're discipling to someone, you have to be very careful and you can quote scripture. I'm not saying don't quote scripture, but you have to be very careful in just saying, oh yeah, you should read the Bible because when I read the Bible when I was a non-Christian versus when I read the Bible now are two different things. Um, it's kind of like if I grab a, um, a papyrus, right? Or a script, uh, a scroll from Egypt right. and I don't know how to read Egyptian. Right. I can read it, right? Mm -hmm. On like big quotation. <laughs> I can read it, but I have no clue what it's saying because I don't speak that language. Right. So we as Christians have that interpreter that teaches us and shows us same reason why you read the same chapter or the same thing twice. And it means something different is because the Holy Spirit is showing you something new. But if you're discipling a non-Christian, they don't have that. Um, which kind of leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, which is the spiritual realm, right? So I'm not like big into voodoo, voodoo, you know, demonic <laughs> things and let's, you know, let's cast out all demons. But uh, I have a question on that. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I, I have it. Okay. So, <laughs> but, you know, when we built our house, I really prayed for the Holy Spirit's presence in our house. Mm -hmm. First time we went on vacation, Alana watched my house. <laughs> Do you remember what you told me? Oh, God. When I came back. Wait, was it before or after the creepy hallway light? Not the creepy hallway light. <laughs> <laughs> after the creepy but hallway light. No, I don't. So I came home um, and, you know, we're back to work and whatever. And she's telling me about the creepy hallway light. Um, <laughs> but then she says, there's like a spirit in your house. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> you remember that? She's yeah. like, and it's coming. Yeah. And it's loving. Yeah. You remember that? I do. I vividly remember that. Actually, I remember I was sitting right here in front of your window when that registered. And it was like, it was storming outside. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling like really emotional. Like there was, there was a lot that was going on. Cause I think that was like after my dad died and like, you know, your parents are gone and I'm very, for everybody listening, I'm very disconnected from my biological family. They're just, they're not my people. Um, so, you know, you're, you feel very alone and then you're in this big giant house, like <laughs> this big giant house and you feel very small and it was storming like thunder, lightning. At one point I opened the window and I sat on the roof. Sure. Um, but that that was when it really like kind of hit but it was just like it was peaceful it makes me kind of want to cry <laughs> do you have a tissue i don't nearby i'll be okay it'll dry up but no it was it was peaceful so it it was really hard to explain but it was different yeah i'm gonna go get a tissue i'll be right back okay <laughs> yeah. um so she was talking to me about you know this whole thing and how all I can think of is thank you Lord because the Holy Spirit is present in my house um you know we 
we've prayed over these walls and we've prayed over every single two by four. And for someone that's not a believer to know that that is a thing, that he dwells here, um, it, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I'm sure that that was like kind of when your house came full circle for you. Because yeah. you're like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you there <laughs> um, oh man yeah because you know you doubt and that's okay um and you wonder if you're doing the right things and you know praying the right way or whatever so to have someone that is outside of your circle um say things that you have prayed for yeah specifically it it was really and it's awesome. not like i knew about that no like you i don't think you told me that until after i mentioned it and you're like that's so crazy yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah oh man it's still a really nice house you guys <laughs> it's very peaceful here but i think it's also like i don't know, you just live different you yeah. live different from from my house my house is like chaos <laughs> Oh yeah, man, it's just chaos. Um, so, all right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on. Oh, actually, did you have you had something you wanted to say? Oh yeah. See, this is why you have to let me ask this. I know. I know. I'm, so I, I'm very forgetful, you guys. My brain is always firing on like every single possible neuron all the time. So I already forgot. Okay. Something about casting out. <laughs> oh, demons. Yeah, I just don't remember what it was. Okay. Um, yeah, demonology is not like my forte. Well, I, I guess it, it doesn't have to be anybody's forte per se, but like if if oh, you, but there's people. But if that you, is their forte. well, yeah, it, it, if you live in a world and you follow a religion mm -hmm. that has belief in demons, mm -hmm. for me, it would just kind of make sense. That you then also understand those yeah. in order to combat those properly. Yes. Um, but that was not my original point that I was going to try to make whenever I was like, I have a question. <laughs> I'll think she of it later and I'll ask will. her. She will. <laughs> and I'll be like, uh, let me look that up for you. Right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, um, but I know who does. Uh, so kind of like you know in rapping um what would you say to let's say non-believers um we've been talking a lot about you know how christians should approach things and yeah. we need to be more understanding and open to ideas and minister without having to minister um but what would you say to non-believers um that may watch this in light of, you know, yeah, some Christians are, you know, doo-doo heads. You're going to come across but, that in any religion, right? though. Like, you know, like, I, I work with a lady who's who's uber Christian. And, you know, she does her Bible study twice a week. And, you know, she's regularly in church. And she's she's very, she's very biblical. You know, and her and I were having a conversation and, you know, much like with you, I don't, I don't filter things. My life is my life. This is how I have lived it. And yeah. it may or may not be right, but it, it's 
just, it is life. It's just stuff that happens. You find yourself in these situations. And I remember she just looked at me. She goes, well, that's just not living very biblically that you just, that's just not good. And at that point, you're there, there's no point in continuing the conversation because that person has made their beliefs very set. And then it goes from being a conversation and a dialogue to being berated, you know, and I guess, you know, in those instances, um, I have had to learn patience a lot in the past four years since COVID and I have found myself stopping when people make me think or feel some type of way. And I have to ask myself, is this person capable of having a conversation bigger than their feelings? Mm-hmm. So in those instances, sometimes I just choose to stop because it's not worth my energy, right? So for the non, non-Christians, non-believers, non those lost people like myself, um, you know, I think that you're going to come across people that are going to shut you down for your choices, your way of living, some of the things that you may have been through. And much like myself, some of the things that you go through in life aren't necessarily by your own choice. I mean, there's a choice involved, but if you have a weak constitution, like I did, and in some cases still do, um, you know, it could, it could come off very easily that you are being, you know, that somebody's judging you or that they're shutting you down or whatever. That doesn't mean that that person is bad. Good for you. You've got great, strong beliefs and not everybody is as tactful as you are, but <laughs> she won't be tactful. <laughs> she is. <laughs> like, I think that you have a very, like, you've got a smooth approach to when you're trying to help. And maybe some of these other Christians are trying to help, but they're just really sloppy with it, Um, which could also be a very American thing because you're not American by birth. And that religion versus the religions and stuff that you grew up in and your cultures growing up versus ours are very different. So we're not graceful people. Like we're, we're just like America, bam. (laughs) But um, you know, if you feel lost, as I did, I started pursuing a lot of my my own research and my own my own path trying to question things. And I did start reading the Bible more. Lucia gave me lots of stuff to read. And I do still read some of it, although I'm very busy and I want to dedicate the time. So if you find yourself lost or you find yourself not understanding the point of religion, or maybe you don't find that it's authentic, or maybe it's 2024 and religion is pointless because a lot of people have that thought now too. I don't think it's pointless. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, you know, maybe you do, but I don't know what I would do if at the end of the day when lights are out and I'm on my pillow, Mm -hmm. if I didn't have God to be like, okay, Lord, Let's go through the day and just kind of dissect and learn from. And, you know, I, I don't know what I would do. Like, I would probably lose my mind if I didn't have that outside authority saying it's OK. Yeah. You know, or- I think so for me, what what you call praying, I I just 
call it analysis. Like meditating. Cause yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I think in comparison, you and I, like I'm very science-based and because I wasn't raised right. with a higher purpose. So, you know, for me, I, I lay down at night and I have those same questions where it's like, how could today have gone different, especially on a bad day? So, you know, you start analyzing your behaviors and the behaviors of everybody else around you, but you have an actual manual to fall back on and to give you some guidance. And I do think that that is helpful and that I actually, even now with my kids, because they make a lot of really stupid decisions as kids do, um, you know, I'll come to you for advice because your advice makes more sense than some of the advice that I am essentially giving myself. So I don't know, for the lost people of the world, I think that they need to be exploring their own sense of spirituality. And if you don't have a religion that you follow and you don't have a God and you don't have Jesus, I think it's important that you instill something that you have to have something that is higher than yourself in order to feel complete, to, to have a purpose in this, in this realm. Like, I don't know what happens after we die and I don't know what my thoughts are on heaven. You know, on one hand, I hope it exists. But on another hand, I was told that, you know, only 144,000 people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, you know, but we can have a whole conversation. Yeah. That. That's but a whole different. Episode. It makes it, it makes it confusing, yeah. you know, and if anybody else is anything like me, especially like orphaned people or, you know, people who lost their parents tragically early. Right. You know, that that leaves you feeling very, very lost. So whether you're finding like yourself a solid Christian who knows how to like tactfully help you or go to a church that feels like it fits you and mm -hmm. your soul and your trauma, because I think that's important. You're going into this place with a lot of trauma yeah. and you have to, you have to heal yourself. Nobody's going to just magically come and do that for you. So I do think you have to put in work. And I think that it is good that there are Christians out there who do take what discipling seriously yeah. <laughs> and they are there to help people to heal people and i think that that it makes a huge difference like like i said i don't think i would be where i'm at now had you not shown up i'd still be super duper lost like so i'm gonna stop here we usually do 30 minutes but i figured with a guest it's gonna take longer especially um, this guest especially <laughs> this guest let me tell y'all <laughs> um but i think you know just kind of as a recap if you are a believer which most of my listeners are um you know just don't don't put yourself in a position of like, I know all the answers or I just pray. He will guide you. Um, there are people out there looking and there are people out there hurting. And we have this wonderful thing to give to people. Um, let's not be selfish with it and start showing up where God calls us to do. And then the other thing is a lot of Christians have this... Um, 
idea that they have to do everything right. Like I have to say the things right. I have to do the things right. And no, no, you don't. I have encountered that quite a bit too. <laughs> you know, where it's like, if I don't do this right, uh, I'm, I'm just going to hell. Right. Like, it, it, it's like Monopoly where it's like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. You know, and I guess in some regards that could seem a little bit unhinged and unhealthy yeah. to a non-believer where it's like, well, I don't want to live my whole life thinking I'm going to go to hell. Right. Like, well, at that point you may as well be Catholic. Like, yeah. well, and, and it's, they, cause aren't yeah. they like very like fire and brimstone? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the idea that, you know, you, yes, there is a hell and yes, there is a heaven, but I don't follow Christ because I want to go to heaven, right? I follow Christ because he has changed my life and he is a better option for me. Um, you know, so that makes sense. It, it, it's so much more. Um, and there's a lot of Christians out there that have become Christians as a fire insurance, you know, like, like, I don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to say yes to Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if it quite works that way. <laughs> He doesn't. Um, but there are people that call themselves Christian because of that, and then they live their life however they want. Those are the people that just show up on like what Easter? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the Easter and Christmas people. Um, don't be that person. Uh, so, all right, guys, I am gonna end this craziness. I thank you so so much for being here and for being yourself. Anytime. And, um. I've enjoyed this very much. If you guys have questions, um, as always, my email address is lgoss at transformedbyhisword.org. I do want to say if you have a question and you put it on the YouTube thing, um, especially if it sounds like you're trying to um, start an argument, I'm going to ignore you. Yeah, she's not the one. Mm -mm. I'm not. Um, I'm just not going to respond. If you really, truly have a question and if you're looking for answers, email me. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you. But if you just want to, you know, I don't know what it's called. Uh, try to trolling. bash trolling. that. Uh, then I'm not going to respond. And, you know, you're, you're just going to sit there. I've read it. In your thought. But, but I'm not going to answer. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to fall for that. So, all right, guys. That is it. As always, like, subscribe, share, all the things. Thank you so much, Alana. For sure. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye.